Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. I'm sure it's all going to be rainbows and butterflies as we talk about the Cardinals with our Cardinals insider, Mark Saxon. Saxy, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, I, I think you're, a, you're, you're making the point that I may not be entirely, um, you know, positive about the team after nat- last night's performance, BK. Is that where we're going with this? <laughs> I mean, Saxy against two pitchers that I think um, – I would say liberally aren't very good. Homer Bailey and Rich Hill had as many strikeouts against the Cardinals over the last two days as they allowed hits. Um, so, yeah, I could understand why you wouldn't be overly positive about the offense right now. So let, let's start with that, Saxy. Um, just how bad a shape is the offense in right now, in your opinion? Well, I think last night and the last few nights really have looked a lot like the playoffs last year, right? Just really nothing happening. And last night, I think for the first time in well over 100 games, they didn't even get a player in scoring position. Nobody reached second base. So that tells you not only are they not getting on base, they had three hits, but they're certainly not driving the ball. And I think underlying that is some, some other data that sort of supports that. I looked it up today. There's only two two Cardinals hitters who are in the top 150 for average exit velocity. So they're not particularly hitting the ball hard. And if you're not doing that, you really don't have a chance. Now, of course, it's only five games. And even in a condensed season, this would be the equivalent of what, like 13 games, right? You don't typically see major personnel moves made in mid-April. Um, teams a lot of times will wait until about a month beyond that, mid-May, I think is when the Cardinals have started doing a lot of things. So I don't necessarily expect major changes, but yeah, not not reassuring if you were hoping that this offense had made a big step forward so far. All right, Saxy, here's where I am on it, and I went back and forth this morning with uh, Mr. Ferrario here in studio, and you know, to your point of this is something kind of what we saw last year in the playoffs, that's my point, is it started last year – in the NLCS, and it's carried over. And I know there haven't been a lot of games, and we've had some unique times here during the pandemic. But my point is is that I don't feel like the Cardinals, as a staff or as an organization, addressed the fact that they needed offense. I just don't know where they thought the offense would come from with pretty much the exact same crew. Yeah, and and that's exactly, I think, where a lot of people are on this. It's a very reasonable place to be. I do think internally they felt, you know, really what we're talking about here is the outfield. That's where the lack of offense is coming from. Most teams are getting the vast majority of their power 
or not the majority, but a lot of their power, a lot of their on-base skills from outfielders. The Cardinals are not getting that. Their outfielders hit seventh, eighth, and ninth most nights. And I think what they felt was that they had enough options between Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, Dexter Fowler, Lane Thomas, and Dylan Carlson that eventually they'd get to the right combinations. Maybe we're just sitting here at a moment in time where they haven't made those changes yet, but that's still possible. But you're right. Other than Dylan Carlson, there's nobody new who hasn't been tried that can generate that offense for the outfield. Because right now this team is getting an overwhelming uh, you know, percentage of its offense from the infield. And, you know, it just seems like a wasted opportunity Typically, you can find outfielders who can hit, and they just haven't been able to do that. We're talking with Mark Saxon. He's the Cardinals insider for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter, at Mark A. Saxon. Saxon, I think there's two guys in particular that are probably going to get over the next few days and few weeks, I would imagine, if they continue to be in the lineup every day, the vast majority of the blame for this. And it's Matt Carpenter and Harrison Bader. Uh, We had heard so much from everybody that covered the Cardinals summer camp that Carpenter looked like a different hitter. And it just that hasn't translated into what the season has become. And then Harrison Bader is hitting 091 with a 182 slugging percentage so far this year. Things have not gone well for him. How long do you think the leash is for those guys to be able to continue getting consistent at bats if this continues? So I guess I have to cop. First of all, I was one of those people who was spreading this notion that (laughs) Matt Carpenter did look. He did look fantastic in summer camp. If it were me, BK, I would give Matt Carpenter longer to see if he can start swinging it because he's an extraordinarily streaky hitter. That's just who he is. If they, if he can catch fire for a couple months, like he has done in the past. And if that was an indication that he's seeing it better, that he's driving it to the opposite field more, I think it's worth giving that a little longer to play out, maybe even a lot longer. Harrison Bader, to me, this organization has now given him very close to 1,000 major league plate appearances. And not only is he not showing signs of changing his approach, but the underlying metrics look exactly the same as everything we've seen, which is that he simply struggles in a major, major way to hit anything off speed. And he's seeing a higher percentage of off speed pitches, which obviously is what teams are going to do to him. Right. And everything we heard all off season was he's going to change his approach. He's going to be more right side oriented. He's going to look to, you know, not necessarily drive the ball in the air to left field as much. The minute I got to spring training and started to talk to people, everyone said he looked exactly the same. He's jumping out of his shoes to hit the ball into the left field stands. And so I just don't see where the evidence is that this guy's going to suddenly become this all-around offensive player. I just don't know what they're looking at. So I can't really answer that one. We're talking with Mark Saxon, Big Saxy, who is a Cardinals insider for The Athletic, on Twitter, at Mark Saxon. Saxy, I wanted to switch gears just a little bit and start looking at the Cardinals pitching. And Daniel Ponce de Leon got his shot last night to get in the rotation to have a start against a really difficult team in the Minnesota Twins. In your opinion, did he look good enough or did he settle in good enough after the first inning to earn himself another start? I would 100% say yes. His stuff was absolutely electric last night. That's 
arguably the best fastball hitting team in baseball. They absolutely love. They're dead red hitters. They're young guys. They love to drive fastballs. It's how they score. And Daniel Ponce de Leon typically throws like 70% fastballs. That's really his main pitch. Um, later in the game, he was bringing in some off-speed stuff. He had eight strikeouts in that game. The problem was he his command wasn't there, and he said it was probably the worst fastball he's command. He's had all the way through spring training, all the way through summer camp. He just kind of couldn't harness it. But the stuff looked electric. And it, 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 he has shown enough command in the past where you'd say, okay, if he can just get a tick more control of that, this is a guy who has good enough stuff to stay in the rotation. I don't see him as a stopgap. If you look at his numbers long term, he looks like he deserves an opportunity to be a starting pitcher. So I would say absolutely on that. Ponce de Leon, to me, is probably their best option right now. Let's stay on that staff, uh, Saxon, because earlier this week you wrote about Carlos Martinez and the importance of him in that rotation. And let's be honest, this is kind of the theme of our conversation, right? They've got great pitching right now, the Cardinals do, but, I mean, look at what the bullpen has done over the last few days. It's been amazing, even against that Twins lineup. But the lineup just hasn't been there. So, in your opinion, how important is... Carlos Martinez to what this team can accomplish this season if he is able to get to vintage Carlos. How significant is that piece of this whole puzzle? Yeah, so that was sort of the whole gist of my uh, column the other day. I think he could be the key to this whole thing, and I'll tell you why. I think there's absolutely no evidence that this is going to be a dominant offense, even if they improve appreciably just through guys' approaches or whatever they're going to be a middle-of-the-pack offense as opposed to maybe a bottom third offense. But that's good enough if the pitching is dominant. And when you lose a Miles Michaelis, who even though he didn't have a great year last year, he did have a great year the year before, and he's just got very, very good stuff. He has a lot of pitches. He has great command. And he, he, he just has that kind of factor. The only other guy aside from Jack Flaherty who has that electric arsenal at this point is Carlos Martinez. So if he can return to sort of be in the first half 2018 guy, the 20 or even better, the 2015 through 2017 Carlos Martinez, forget all the nonsense about whether he's got a good enough head on his shoulders to be a true number one. If he's a good true number two to a Jack Flaherty, that's an intimidating look for other teams who are going to be seeing 95 miles an hour plus. They're going to be seeing great off-speed pitches. So I think it's, it's crucial not for them to be a playoff team. This year you can be below average and be a playoff team. But are they a legitimate World Series contender without Carlos Martinez at this level? I'm not sure they are. He's Mark Saxon. You can read his work on The Athletic. You should definitely do so. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark A. Saxon. Saxy, we appreciate the time, man. We always enjoy these conversations with you. We'll continue reading you over at The Athletic and talking to you here on 101 ESPN. Thanks so much. All right, guys, I'll be listening. Have fun. You're the best. It's Mark <laughs> Saxon joining us here on 101 ESPN.